Acts chapter 20 and um, so we've been doing the series. We're going to bring the series to a close today. And I want to say to you guys that, you know, this series is super important because as, you know, times change, as the economy shifts, we need not be worried. Hear me. We need not to be worried when the economy shifts and we're stepping back. And even now they're talking about interest rates going back up. And then um, with interest rates going up, we're having to deal with um, those that have, you know, credit cards that that costs more. If you have if you're buying a house, that's going to cost more. But I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit had me teach this lesson as we go into the peak of this change in the global economy. Okay. That means you have what you need to get through. Okay. For those of you who just started uh, rolling with us, I did a series several months ago called um, Unlocking More. It is out on our website and in our various places where you can hear our teaching. You need to hear it. You need to go get it and listen to Unlocking More, and then you can really couple it with this Kingdom uh, Currency series because it's going to help you. Now, before I jump into the word, let me also say this. Portia and I were talking the other day about um, the student loan forgiveness thing. Listen, y'all, if that's something you can be a part of, I speak of Tim. This is not prophecy. This is Tim. Jump on it. Okay. Find out if you if you're eligible, because listen, for some, your income may be lower in this season of your life than it has been in the past few years, maybe because of pandemic or maybe because of shift in your life, that things are different for you. Take advantage of it. Because if your income is lower right now than what it has been now, of course, if you're under that hundred and twenty five thousand dollar thing, now is the time for you to jump in there and, you know, take advantage of the uh, loan forgiveness. So I, I just, you know, don't make sure that we are not we can't be so cynical that we don't see opportunities. OK, because the Lord told us that in famine. Uh, there will be bread in Joseph's house and despair. Okay. If you don't realize it or not, you are Joseph's house. We are a part of that lineage. So we get in on the blessings of God. We don't know why people make the decisions they make and say, Hey, let's do this. Let's take this down. Let's push this up. We don't know. But what we do know is because the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just, it is imperative for us to make sure we do not miss moments of visitation. Are y'all with me on that? Okay, so be encouraged and sit down and do the work. Don't be so busy, and I'm talking to myself right now, that, that the window shuts on you. Or don't be so cynical that you're like, well, this, I, I don't trust it. I don't trust this. This is going to be, you don't trust who? You don't try. I don't I don't trust what they're doing on, on in, uh, in the in the capital on the Capitol on Capitol Hill. OK, fine. I'm down with that. But you do trust God, right? You do. You do trust that God, 
Here's what the text says, that the heart of the king is in his hands and like the river, he turns it any way he pleases. See, some of us are so stuck up on, I got, let me not preach. I feel my soapbox coming up out the water. Some of us are so stuck up on who we voted for and who we didn't and who's where and who's what. But we don't realize that God is still in control. God is still in control. And so regardless of of who is where, God will make sure that his people are taken care of. I told y'all that in January of last year that God is making sure that he is taking care of his people. Take advantage of it, y'all. All right, let's let's go. Y'all ready? <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Yes, yes, Dorian, I did. And, and what's funny is sometimes I stumble on some of the, the, the video of uh, the video files of some of our old stuff from earlier this year and last year. And I say, hey, I've been preaching this for two years and we are seeing it happen right now. Don't sleep. The, the Lord has been speaking to us. And I know, you know, we're not the, the church that's that's everywhere and on everybody's stations. But the word of God is speaking here and he's aligning with other voices around the world. And we got to hear it. And we got to respond to it. OK. All right. Let's roll. So Acts chapter 20. I want to start reading this morning at verse 34 i'm just going to read verse 34 and 35 for us to launch from and we'll um bring this series today to a close hey listen i'm excited about next next month's series i'm starting a series next sunday called killing your goliath killing your goliath <laughs> lady said is that the sermon title is that the series title? the whole series the whole series we're going to talk about killing your goliath there's so much in that uh in that story so anyway tell somebody if if you've been talking to some people and they got goliaths in their life tell them be on here next sunday we start a new series called killing your goliath all right let's roll acts chapter 20 starting at verse 34 here's what it says yes you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessity necessities and for those who were with me I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So far, our scripture reading today, I want to close out our series in this kingdom currency part seven that we're closing it out. Uh, with uh, this simple uh, currency and it's called generosity. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus name, I thank you for your presence here. I thank you, Lord, that you release your word into the world or to the earth for us so that we can hear you and follow. I thank you that you do nothing without first releasing it to your prophets. And I thank you, Lord, that we will hear and obey that we will carry out and execute your strategy for our lives. Now, Lord, today, would you speak to us? Would you burn this principle into our hearts today so that we will always stay in the blessing of your hand? 
So, Lord, I thank you that you are thinking through my mind, speaking through my mouth, that you will give me clarity of thought, agility of wit, and allow me to talk in the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Last thing that we're doing here, this kingdom currency. Now, I cannot go back and review everything, I don't think, but what I know is we've talked to you about the currency of faith. We've talked to you about the currency of worship. We've talked about the currency of time. We've talked about the currency of caring for each other. We've also talked about the currency of, uh, <laughs> I said caring for others. We talked about, uh, y'all go help me. <laughs> Anybody go help me? <laughs> Cause uh, for some reason, I'm missing somebody. I'm missing something. Wait, we did, oh yeah, faith. okay, faith, yeah. Hey, y'all, as a matter of fact, hit them. Y'all hit me in the in the chats this morning. Let me know what we got so I'll know who's listening. Yes, well, care, yeah, we did a relationship, which was caring for others. Oh, y'all just going to put them up. Gee, I was going to let the people, uh-huh, okay. Okay, obedience and faithfulness, that was last week. Um, that's the showing your faithfulness toward God. Yeah, so today, that's everything good. Y'all got them. That's what we talked about. Now, some of the titles had changed as the Lord was developing the thing in my heart. So relationship was this whole caring for others. OK, and stowing and uh, sowing and stewardship is what we're talking about today, which is generosity. Here's the thing. We cannot talk about uh, currency, kingdom currency, without talking about generosity. OK, that's just that's just that's just that. Um, I will not insult you by giving you a definition of um, about that, about uh, what generosity means. We all know what that means. However, I do want to say to you that. Um, hold on, I got to get back back to my talk this morning. I do want to say to you that. The generosity that we always go to, we go to generosity when it comes to money. OK. And yes, I'll talk about money today, but I want to make sure that you understand my assignment is to make sure I open our our minds to the degree that our perspective about generosity is a kingdom perspective and not just through a Western lens. Because the Western lens is if you talk about generosity, people turn off and they be like, oh, you better talk about money. OK, I'm going to show you in the text today that generosity is more than money. Yes, it is money. But the truth of it is all the generosity that we have, uh, that the, all, all the, the uh, currencies that we've talked to, generosity goes goes right along with each one of them, actually, all of them. When we talk about faith, we need to have gener generous faith to God, like faith overflowing above and beyond. When we start talking about time, there is a place in time where we should be generous with our time, as in worship, as in uh, study, as in if we're developing ourselves and we're going to school, we got to give our time to it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So generosity is not just about money, but I want to show you something here in the text today that as we um, as we close out this series, it's going to help us become, listen, better Christians. 
And Lady P is helping me understand some of my purpose in the earth. She says, do you realize that your heart is for the body of Christ? Your heart is not just for the people who watch you on Sundays or come on or just Christ in the nation or Christ in the church. Your your heart is for the body. And so some of the rants that I <laughs> that I have here in the house about some of the things I hear and see and some of the people who have uh, influential voices in the body, some of the things that they say stress me out because it doesn't add value or it doesn't cause the body to grow. If anything, it brings a, a sense of atrophy to certain parts of the body. Don't let me get on that. So my whole thing is to give you what you need as the body of Christ. Hear me. You can listen to a lot of other preachers and they can talk to you about you and your specific thing. We'll get there. But in this season, God has me on this whole kingdom view thing because if the body understood or lives out the, the, the strategy of God as it relates to his mindset toward everybody, his body, we will line up better. OK, and so it's not just about you being a better boss in your world. It's about you being a better part of the body of Christ in the world, not just your world. OK. All right. So. Let's start. Here's where I'm going to start. Let's start with talking about money as it relates to generosity. But I, I'm not going to end with that. I'm going to end with something else. But we're going to talk about start talking about money when it comes to generosity. Um, here's the bottom line, family. When we start seeing the world's global economy change, um, what probably would be a um, response is I need to be tighter with my money. In some instances, yes. In other instances, no. OK, I just want to be clear here because we should be um, tight with our money as, as, as it relates to being frivolous and some of the things that we um, enjoy from time to time, what some would call luxuries of life. OK, that we have to be a little tighter with. But when it comes to generosity, we probably should be a little more generous in tight times than in the times where we was like, oh, I got it to spare. We're all good because generosity allows you to plant seeds. Bottom line, it is a kingdom currency that pays dividends. It pays dividends in the now and it pays dividends in the future. Um, generosity causes it. Listen, can I just be honest with you and tell you, y'all ready? This is the kind of stuff that people get in trouble for saying, but I don't care. Can't nobody beat me. Listen, generosity gets God's attention. Yeah. Remember when um, Peter was praying in Acts, I think it was, and Peter was praying and God spoke to him and he says, I want you to go to Cornelius. And Cornelius was not like an out and out believer in God, but however, his heart and the principles that he had in his heart was aligned to God. And the Bible says um, he told Peter, go to Cornelius, let Cornelius know that his generosity has come up before me. Uh huh. Yeah, because our generosity is like worship to God. It's like the sweet smelling savor. Yes, 
Yes, that goes up to God. He said, tell Cornelius that his arms has come up before me. Because generosity gets God's attention. Are y'all with me today? Uh-huh. Go ahead and hit, hit it. Go ahead and hit the likes and make sure we good, that we on the same page. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure y'all with me today. Because see, you know, for me, for years, this has been a, a hard topic for me, um, being in the church all my life. You know, people don't want to hear the preacher talk about money. Well, as of this moment, I'm so over that, okay, because <laughs> I'm in the anointing. When, when I'm not anointed and I'm sitting in, I'm like, man, I, I don't want to touch it. But at this point, it is what it is. We always want more of it, but we don't want to hear God's heart on it. And then we have other people to tell you because their minds have changed on it, that God's heart has changed on it. And I'm here to tell you that just because so-and-so's mind has changed on tithing or giving or generosity doesn't mean that God's mind has. Look how you're looking. All right. So let's go. Now, when we look at this whole uh, generosity piece, of course, generosity yields uh, a, a return. But for those of you that have been walking with me for years, you hear me talking about the physics of the kingdom of God. OK, natural physics says what goes up must come down. But kingdom physics says what goes down must come up. Jesus says, no man, take my life, but I lay it down. But in three days, <laughs> I'm going to build this temple. I'm going to bring this temple up again in three days. Um, Jesus also teaches that unless a kernel of wheat goes into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But, of course, when it goes into the ground, it brings up a harvest because kingdom physics, different from natural physics, kingdom physics says what goes down must come up okay here's another one let's look at uh proverbs 11 if you got your bibles here's what i want to do um uh lady lady p um at some point in the next few weeks i'd like to do a little survey thing while we you know in worship in church like we normally do and find out who who uses a paper bible and who uses a virtual bible okay so let's look at it chapter 11 proverbs chapter 11 verse 24 and 25 you cannot forget this when we start talking about generosity and talk about kingdom physics. Here it is. There is one who scatters, yet increases more. <laughs> and there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who wanders, listen, also will also be watered himself. Now, I got too much to cover today for me to, to unpack it too much. But just think about it. The one who scatters. Increases kingdom physics, because one would think that if I'm scattering seeds, if I'm being generous, if I'm giving away. I would be decreasing. But generosity in the kingdom says that when you give and are generous, you increase. That's why I started with the Acts, uh, Acts chapter 20, where Paul is quoting Jesus, because today's top, today's uh, talk is a 
topical message. I normally do narratives. That's kind of my thing, but it's a topical message. I'm going to give you a topic, generosity. So I launched there to, so to help you see that in Jesus' words, that I love the controversy behind that, behind that text. You know, many people say Paul just made that up and said Jesus said it, but that's if that's, you know, presupposing that Paul could not have any other encounters with Jesus that didn't end up in the Bible. Not what we're talking about, but anyway. Um, so we're here and he says, you're more blessed when you give than when you, when you receive, right? So now we get to this proverb text and we see that when we are generous, scatter seed, we increase. Okay. The generous soul will prosper. Watch at the same time, the text says, it says, and so he who waters also waters himself. See, that's kingdom physics. The earthly mind, the worldly mind, the Western lens can't process this. But when I have a kingdom perspective about things, I understand that even in the worldly tight times, the global tight markets, it is incumbent upon me to be generous. Why? Because this world is not my home. And what I can't do is go around and declare stuff in Jesus name and talk about I'm a part of the kingdom, but I don't live out kingdom principle and I don't use kingdom currency. Look here. Look here. You cannot stress and be so worried about what you don't have in the natural. What we should be focused on is where am I spiritually? Am I using kingdom principles? Because what I have shown you for the last seven weeks is that kingdom principles yield a return in your life. Yeah. And so you come to me, talk about it. I'm going to ask you some questions. Tell me where your faith is. Tell me how you're managing your time. Look how y'all looking. Because he managing my time. Also says, if it's tight for me, I may need to get a part-time job managing your time. Look how y'all looking right there. Uh-huh. How are you being, are, are you being generous? Are you sowing to the body? Are you sowing into the house of God? Or is it just your house? Okay. Okay. So there's a principle in the earth that God has placed that gives us the incentive. Listen. This principle that I just read gives us the incentive to be generous. That when you give, scatter, you increase. That when you water, being generous, sowing, it comes back to you. You're also watering yourself at the same time. Now, if you want to talk about being selfish, there's a great time to be selfish. Because the text says that when I do it, it comes back to me. So listen, that's the incentive. Now, I want to pause here for a second, because some of the chatter that I hear with people of the world, they say stuff like when they hear that um, that when you tithe and then God blesses you, you know, they have problem with that. And they say stuff like, well, you should be doing it out of the goodness of your heart. I agree with that. I agree totally that you should be doing it out of the uh, you know, goodness of your heart. And they also say that you should be doing, doing it, not thinking that you're going to get something back. Yeah. Thinking that you're not going to get something back from the person. But if God has placed it in the principles 
Okay, one of the things that I'm going to talk about in this new series is that David says when his brothers are like, are you getting ready to fight against this Goliath? You know, after he found here's what David did. I bet not. Pre David wanted to know what's the reward here. <laughs> I will talk about it. And here's what he said. And when he said, OK, I'm getting ready to fight this dude. And they was like, boy, you crazy. What you going to do that for? David, he asked the question, is there not a cause? Is there not a reason to do this? And some some things I, I don't like about the world's uh, um, perspective about the church or about the kingdom, really not the church, the kingdom of God is that sometimes the incentive that we have to, to operate a certain way is because God has built in a reward. Yeah, see that we this is this boring talk right here. Yeah, it's boring talk until you need a reward. Yeah, what do you think you you living to go to heaven? That's the reward. There is an incentive and God puts an incentive even in our generosity. Are y'all with me? <laughs> yeah, he says, tell the people that when they're generous, they will be blessed. Incentive. Incentive. Here's, here's, the, here's the other incentive. I am God. Have I ever failed you? Here's the other incentive. I'm not a man that I should lie, nor the son of man that I should repent. Don't feel bad about having an expectation of God coming through for you when he has incentivized us to live and operate a certain way. Come on. Come on, listen, and in the times when it's tight and you say, man, what am I going to do? I'm, I, am I going to tithe or am I going to take all this money and put it on this bill? And granted, you're not even trying to be uh, frivolous. Like we ain't trying to be like, I ain't going to tithe so I could go on this cruise. I'm just talking about the regular, you know, you trying to make it here. Here is for me, for me. It's like, okay, but here's what you said. You said, when I do this, you show me in your word how you see it. You show me in your word how you respond to it. You show me in your word what it means for me. So then when it comes to making decisions, I have to make the decision. Listen, that's going to give me long-term results. Generosity gives you long-term results. Okay. All right. I'm going to go on. Listen, God takes generosity personally. Yep. If you write and write this down. Yeah. He go one for you, lady P. He go a good one. God takes generosity personally. Here's what he says in Proverbs 19 and 17. Listen, he who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord and he will pay back what is given? <laughs> God says, I take it personally. Come on, we talked about that the other day about caring for others. Remember the other Sunday when we talked about caring for, for others? Jesus says that, um, you know, when I, was in, when I was in jail, you visited me. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I didn't have clothes, you gave me clothes. Okay, when I was sick, you came to the hospital and carrying on. And they was like, when did we do, did that? He's like, 
when you do it to the least of these, every minor that's in one of those situations, when you do it to them, hi, my name is Jesus. Thanks for stopping by. That's me. Because God takes generosity. When we give to the poor, he takes it, he takes it personally. Listen. When you roll up and give that change in the, at the stoplight and you give that change, we so busy trying to figure out and itemize people right at the light. We sitting at the light talking about, well, you got them shoes. You got them Nikes on. If you didn't have them Nikes on, you wouldn't be on this corner. Well, suppose somebody gave him the Nikes or her. You know, we'd be looking at where you get that marker from. You got a Sharpie. Them Sharpies ain't cheap. <laughs> Where you get that? We itemize. Listen, God says when you give or have pity on the poor, you lend to me. We don't start talking about lending until we start talking about money. Yeah. Okay. Watch this. God takes generosity personally. Uh, God takes, he looks at generosity is not, hey, Crystal, not just to the poor, but God also looks at generosity, listen, toward him. Now, let me, let me go on and deal with this. Let me deal with this. We struggle with generosity. Many of us don't struggle when it comes to giving to the poor. Because, listen, even the meanest joker in the world <laughs> Scrooge understands that, you know, people are, are he had to have a visitation. If y'all know what I'm talking about, Scrooge and uh, um, uh, I can't think of the name of the story anyway. Um, but when you have this revelation that there are people that you, you know, that we are blessed and that we can, so, you know, we can help people. We do that, right? Even people who are kind of stingy every once in a while will drop some change out the car into a cup. Yeah. And so we seem to take that better because we feel better about it instantly. They, they are less fortunate. I have blessings. I've been blessed. Let me help. And we drive away and we feel good. And don't have the kids in the car. And the kids see your Christmas carol. Thank y'all. Uh, and the kids see you do that. Boy, when them kids see that, you be driving away like, yes, I'm a hero. Y'all saw me get it. Y'all saw me gave to, to the man on the corner. Yes. And they'd be like, that's good, Bobby. That's good, daddy. Because, you know, Cal and them used to do that to me. Every time we went up somewhere, they'd be like, every time you want to, every, not every time, son. <laughs> I used to be like, yeah, we just did that two stoplights ago. We ain't going to do it, dude. Come on now. <laughs> but it makes us feel good. Here's the fight. The fight is, though, being generous to God, we struggle with what we see. Because we can't see being generous to God. What we see is I'm giving this money in the church. Yeah, I'm giving this money to the church. And so then we say, look at the pastor living good and all of this kind of stuff. And people, you know, uh, uh, that stuff really makes me nauseous because it's very simple minded, closed minded people. Because men, listen, in today's time, most pastors in today's time are bivocational. Yes. Let me tell you, when we first started this church, um, we had a wreck in the BMW, totaled it, took us down to one car. We would not buy another car because we don't want people to think 
in starting this church, we was taking the money and we done got another car that fast. Let me tell you something. That was my immaturity. Because what I have been for 17 years of Christ Center Church, I've been bivocational, trivocational, quad vocational. Are you hearing me? But so what happens is because of the way people think. Pastors have been um, uh, uneasy about living their lives. But I'm telling you now, whether mega pastor, mega pastors or small church pastors, whatever, most pastors these days are bivocational. So I'm free. Like I'm so I'm like so free. I'm free. I'm so over this whole nonsense of I can't drive like this because the people going to think, listen, if you don't know me by now, deuces. OK, bottom line, we ain't been we we've been pretty much homeless and you've been getting fire words ever since we've been uh, every time you sow, we upgrade. Come on. We still paying our people. Come on. We listen. Listen, maybe y'all didn't realize this, but our our employees for Christ in the church during the whole pandemic, the band, all of them, because we wanted to be a blessing to those who had poured their gifting into our church. They never missed a check. For two years, even though they weren't playing every Sunday. Look how y'all looking. Yeah, we don't play that around here. We take care of people because God takes care of us. Okay. So what I'm saying to you is when you give to the house of God, you got to get over the fact. And, and I'm going to say it. Most of Christ Center that's been with me, we don't have that issue here. That ain't our, we don't, we don't, we don't live like that. And we don't talk like that. And people ain't worried about it. Pastor Tim stealing the money. That ain't what we're talking about here. But for those of you that should happen to click on and see this, when you give to the house of God, God looks at it like you're giving to him. As I always say, tithe and offering happens in the natural, but it is a spiritual concept. You cannot tell me that you are spiritual and you don't give and are not generous. Look how y'all looking. <laughs> because giving is spiritual. So all you armchair, uh, armchair philosophs, your bar barbershop philosophies, all you uh, salon prof prophets that want to get in there talking about, I don't get to the church. I mean, it's between me and God. You're not spiritual. You ain't a bit more spiritual than a rock in the parking lot. Because spirituality is not just my operation right here. Spirituality is about here and here. Yes, because the God of the universe, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Sitkanu, he does and is who he is for everybody. So a part of us looking like God is us being generous for God so loved that he gave. Look how you looking. Y'all ready? So he takes it personally, but not just to the poor. He also takes it personally when we give to him. Y'all ready? Proverbs 3 and 9. Look at my time. Woo. Proverbs 3 and 9 says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase so that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. When you are generous to God. Honor the Lord. And we get it mixed up. Because we bring the tithe into the storehouse, in the church, or online, 
and the, and the offering online. We feel like, are we giving this to the church? No, you are honoring God. Our perspective is wrong. You, why would you? If you feel like you're at a house and the people ain't doing right by the money, that, go. Here's number two. You got to trust God, though, that says, God, I know you told me to be here. So you can handle all of that. But my giving is my giving is to you. I am honoring the Lord with the first fruits of increase. Here's the deal. You can't count it as honoring God if you're not giving him first. See, that's some of the problem that I have with the world and how they talk about giving to the church. They don't give God what's his. They don't give it the tithe. They don't give him the first. And then you wonder why your church don't have. And you tell me, I mean, giving, but the church ain't got. Somebody said to me, I just thought by now we have a building by now. Uh, when I look at your tithe record, surely based on how I know you live. Surely you ain't giving him your tenth. Surely you're not being generous to him. But you have an expectation. But you don't have a follow through. It's amazing how people give a little bit and have an expectation of the house. But they do not have an expectation of themselves to give what they're supposed to give by God. Will a man rob God? No, God, we wouldn't rob you. God said, hush. Yes, you will. Yep. Come on. Lady says, it's a, it's a kingdom principle. I am a tither because I believe in the advancement of the kingdom of God. Wherever I may be found, I give to the house of God its honor. I honor God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Now, I think I'm done here. Let's 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 move forward. I'm done with talking about generosity through money. Let's go to generosity beyond money. Y'all ready? <coughs> Wait, is this Man, I'm doing real good on time today. Yeah. Okay. So, look at Philippians real quick. Oh, no, I'm not done with money yet. Sorry. I got one more I want you to give you. So what I said was I said that you have to uh, that God takes generosity per personally. OK, that um, God also looks at generosity, not just toward the poor, but he looks at generosity toward him. But he also looks at generosity towards his servants. OK, he does. And listen, those of you that sow and give and special offerings, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate it. And I know, listen, God appreciate it, appreciates it because God be like, ooh, thank y'all for giving this man something because he keep worrying me. <laughs> God be like, ooh, bless your pastor, would you? Because he keep calling me. <laughs> but I want to thank those of you who have been faithful and kind to me. And because to me is to my family. And we say thank you for that, okay? Because God looks at generosity to his servants. Look at Philippians chapter 4, please. Philippians chapter 4, verse uh, 14 says, Nevertheless, you have done well that you have uh, shared in my distress. This is, this is Paul talking to the church at Philippi. He says, now you Philipp uh, uh, Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, 
when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but only you. In other words, where the only money that was raised, y'all gave it or I had to give it out of my pocket, which why Paul was also bivocational. He worked for God, but he was also a tent maker. That's the thing that I read to you in Acts 20. What he was saying was, don't try it because y'all know because he was about to die. And he said to the elders, y'all realize that I worked and I made sure I could supply my own needs. I wasn't asking y'all for nothing. I was working. I was grinding. But then those who were supporting me and working with me, I made sure they had. Okay. And he was saying to them in Acts 20, I'm about to die. This is it for me. But I want y'all to remember that you got to take care of the needy. And he says, you are more blessed when you give than when you receive. Okay. I'm just tying it all in for y'all. Okay. So here's Paul. Paul says that nobody helped but y'all. Look at verse 16, please. Philippians 4, verse 16. He says, for even in Thessalonica, you sent aid. Once and again for my necessities, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Pause. What Paul was really saying here is I'm not embarrassed to have have you help me. OK, he says, because what I realize is. You're helping me is going to produce something in your life. Paul, Paul, Paul is teaching me something huge here because what Paul is saying is think about this. Paul, who wrote two thirds of the New Testament, who wrote some of the scriptures that some listen, the truth of it is, let's just be honest. We quote more Paul than we quote Jesus. Paul has developed these people from church to church, from country to country and city to city. He has been developing people, but he's still developing people even in his need. He says, listen, not that I seek the gift. But I seek what will come out in your life as a result of your generosity to me. Think about it, because his whole drive since Jesus saved him and, and converted him on the road to Damascus and he went through his training. His whole heart has to been has been developing Christians and the body of Christ. So he says, I still want to develop you even when I'm in need. I don't I'm not seeking the gift. But I don't mind telling you that I'm in need because I realize that there's going to be a benefit to your life when you help me. Look how y'all looking. Yes, there's a benefit. There's a benefit to the lives of the believer when the believer sows to the servant of God. Yep, she's, he, said, he said the fruit that abounds to your account. Because again, there is a spiritual happening here. And when you sow, Paul says, to help me, there's something happening spiritually in your spiritual bank account. Look at your neighbor and say, cha-ching. Verse 18, he says, indeed, I have um, all, I have all, and I, am, I abound. He says, in other words, I'm good. I am full, having received from uh, Epaphrodites the, the things sent from you. A sweet smelling aroma and a acceptable sacrifice. Well, pleasing to God. Paul realizes when the people sow to him, they sow to him as unto God. So he says, when you gave to me what you sent to me, the whether it was money, whether it was a, a covered dish, whatever it was, you sent it to me and it was so good. I know God was pleased with it. 
Mm-hmm. Verse 19, and my God, he says, this is what I, when people send me a love offering, when you send a love offering to my personal account and I know it, I send it. Now, those that send it to the church, when it comes through the church, I get a, uh, a, a record of it every Sunday for those, every Monday, those who give, I get a record uh, from it. And so I declare over your life spiritually, I declare over your life this. But when those that send something like to my personal uh, Zelle or to my um, personal cash app, this is what I do. I send this and it says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, I want you to see this, y'all. This is so dope to me because the people are giving to Paul <coughs> based on their riches. What they have or what they don't have. If they have a little bit, they're sowing a little bit, right? But he says, what I'm going to pray for you, though, is the same way you have helped me from what you have, that God helps you from what he, what he has. And what does God have? Everything. Everything belongs to him. See, Paul goes on to teach that when you sow, that God will give you all grace. That when you give, all grace will abound to you. All grace, inclusive of every grace, to the exclusion of no grace. See, this is what we're missing. That when we sow one way, the text says, Paul writes, that all grace will abound to you. So whatever you need grace for will come in your life based on the one way you were generous. Anybody understanding what I'm saying? See, this right here, this is some revelation. We don't want to hear this kind of revelation, but this is revelation. This is all grace. And I don't know about y'all, but I need all grace. I don't have enough money to cover the amount of grace that I need in all areas of my life. But Paul says that when I sow and I'm faithful in my generosity, God will cause all grace. Sufficient in everything. Are y'all getting this? Okay. He shall supply all your needs according to his riches of glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever. Amen. Okay, I'm going to close this out. Y'all ready? Get ready to close it out. Generosity is not just about money. And I'm getting ready to show y'all something that many people have used out of context but it still applies the way they use it, but they just use this particular thing out of context based on the text, um, but it still applies. So here we go. If y'all would look at Luke chapter six. Luke chapter six. I'm gonna read it and then we're gonna talk about it and I'm gonna let you go. Here it is, verse 35, verse 35. Luke chapter six, verse 35. <sighs> Jesus teaches this lesson and he teaches a lesson on generosity, but it's not a generosity about money. It's not about money. This generosity is not about money. Okay. This is where our mind has to open. And I really want the body of Christ to hear this as a whole, because when we hear generosity, we think money, but generosity is not just about money. Are y'all ready? Luke chapter six, verse 35 reads, but love your enemy. Jesus says. <laughs> do good lend hoping for nothing in return and your reward will be great 
and you will be the sons of the most high. <laughs> For he is kind and thankful. He is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. It says, uh, therefore, be merciful just as your father also is merciful. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm going to keep it going. Luke 37 says this. Verse 37 says this. Judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Here's the part we like to quote. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure. Press down. Shake it together. Running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you. I am basically finished today. Now here is Jesus. Jesus is talking about generosity, but he is not talking about generosity as it relates to money. Because he starts off with. Love your enemies. But he ends it with. The same measure you use is the same measure that comes back to you. So when we hear this in church, we normally hear this in church at offer time. The word says give and it shall be given to you. Yes, that is the truth. And the principle applies because he says whatever measure you use. Right. But Jesus here is not necessarily he's not talking about money. Not necessarily. He's just not talking about money. What he's talking about is giving in a generous fashion. Love to your enemies. Yeah, I, li listen, who else needs to put 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 the thing over their head and repent? Because listen, Jesus says this, that when you give love to your enemy, come on. He says, when you lend hoping for nothing in return. He says, then you look like your daddy. God. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The hardest thing. It is easy to talk about how much we love Jesus. It's easy to say I'm a Christ follower. But when it comes down to this kind of thing right here. It's hard to be generous. And pour out love for your enemy. Y'all read all of this. Read all of it. Read all of it because he talks about he says, love your enemy. He says, because he says, listen, the sinners lend each other money and hope for a bad. He said the sinners love the people that love them. They good. He says, what's going to make you a step above is being generous in pouring out love to people that you're not going to get it back from. OK, let me not hang up. Let me not let me not hang. Let me not hang there. Let me let me keep it moving. OK. Okay, kingdom generosity should include love. When you start understanding generosity, it expands to love. Okay, here's what he says. Judge not <laughs> and you shall not be judged. Uh-oh, what is he saying here? He's saying that you should pour out the generosity of non-judgmental interaction with people. He says, just as sure, just like I said, when you water, you're watering yourself. Jesus is, is adding to that. And he's saying, when you don't judge people, you won't be judged. 
Look how y'all looking. Now, let me let me clear this up real quick. Let me clear this up. Because we love to, to, you know, that's what people, that's a mantra in today. Come on. If you even look like you judging somebody, you get canceled. That's a mantra. Not, don't judge. Don't judge. I want to be clear. This is not don't judge in approval. Because later on in this same sermon that he's teaching here in Luke, he goes on to say that a tree is known by the fruit it bears. Because at some point there has to be some inspection and some delineation. So he is not saying don't judge in the sense of approving everything. No, 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 no. He's saying don't judge in that it causes you to hinder. It hinders you from loving people. Because at some point you're going to have to say an orange is an orange and apple is an apple. Yeah, see, see, that's what I'm saying. That's that's the thing about the world and social media. We take any little thing. We don't want to hear nothing Jesus says. But when it works for our platform, when it works for what we pushing, then it, 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 all y'all Christians out there, did the Bible say don't judge? No, what the Bible says is don't approve. It says that I shouldn't judge you to the degree that I can't love you. And it says don't judge in the sense that I'm judging the person. It is saying, however, that there's some stuff behaviorally I can't approve. I can love you and disapprove of your lifestyle. Look how y'all looking. That ain't what I'm teaching, but I just needed to clear it up for us. I needed to clear it up for us. I needed to clear it up for us. Because in the sense that the saints be using that stuff, some of the saints that I see in places and on stages, and they just want to be like, don't judge. I'm a Christian in the middle of all that. Okay, okay, well, wait. You should be loving them. You should be hugging on them. You should be bringing, hey, come on. But then there's some, some of it now you can't approve. He didn't say, he said don't judge them because that's his job. But he did not say approve of everything they do. So, don't judge. Be generous. Be listen. Be generous in your don't loving and your don't judging. Be generous there. Be generous there. He says, be merciful. Be generous there. And see, that's important for us because the body of Christ is the most judgmental, non-merciful people when it comes to one another and in particular their leaders. In particular, that leaders, because you got mercy for your friend who's screwing around. Look how y'all looking. Look how y'all looking. You got, you, got, you got mercy for your cousin who drunk and high all the time. That's just them. You want mercy when you come and bring your raggedy life to the pastor. But we're not generous. Listen, let me tell you something. Y'all, listen, listen, listen. I got some stories for y'all. Come on. I had some people blast me about getting married and not telling them. And I had to come back and say, what? wait a minute. Wasn't you the one just told me what happened in your life over the last year? It happened a year and a half ago and you never told me? Wasn't you the one that when you told me, we prayed together 
after it was a year old, we prayed together and we walked. And so now you mad at me because I didn't invite you to my wedding and didn't tell you I was getting married. OK, cool. Maybe I should have told you. I don't know. But what you're saying to me is I need to have grace and mercy for the junk you bring. But you can't have grace and mercy for the choice I made. Person by. <laughs> and, you know, I went all the way there because we got we want grace and mercy here. And we want we we want the pastor to say to you, your sins, your sins are forgiven you. Go and sin no more. When I said that to them, Lisa, they was like, oh, I didn't I didn't look at it from that perspective. Nobody ever does. Nobody ever does. You want mercy. You want to receive grace. But you have a category that people have to fall in for you to give it. And Jesus says, nope, be generous. Here is why. So watch this. So then when Jesus ends it up and he says, give all of that now, he says, forgive and you shall be forgiven. All of that. He says, all of that. Now, give all of that. He says, and then it'll come back to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over in good measure. The picture that Jesus, although Jesus is not talking about money, he is now using a picture from the marketplace. When he says, will men give into your bosom? Well, he is, here's the picture, either a basket or the picture is they wore robes. And he said they would gird, they would gird them around the waist. They put a belt on with the robe, right? So then they could bend down and take the end of the robe and hold it up. And then the robe becomes a basket. Okay. He says, when you give, he says, you can expect, so the, the, the message that Jesus uses is this marketplace message that says you can, when you pay for something, you can expect to get a hearty portion, not like some of the stuff that we get today. You know, like I go to my favorite restaurants and the steak used to be this big, but now the prices have gone up, but the portion is like smaller. Jesus says, not that. He says, you can expect to have quality response based on what you give. He says, press down. Shake it together in good measure. When they pour it into your to your skirt, you can see it. You shake it. They pack it down a little bit and pour on some more. He says, based on what you give, you can expect the return to the same quality. Now I'm finished. Same quality. So are you forgiving people or are you not? Are you not forgiving people? Oh, y'all. Y'all. <laughs> I, I thought, I'll, listen, can, can I give you this little bit and I'm done? We got to be careful about this because as the global markets change, okay, it works everywhere. As things change, as people are, um, as people are more stressed out, you know, people stressed out, you don't know what's going on in their life. They might be snapping at you. You got to be willing to say, nope, I'm going to be I'm going to be generous. I'm going to be generous. Your ex, your baby mama, your baby daddy. I'm going to be generous. I'm going to forgive. Come on. Come on. I'm, I'm going I'm going to show mercy. Y'all. And we got to be careful that we do not break this rule because it is the dividend that keeps on giving. 
If you use it well, it produces well dividend. But if you do not use it right, it's still going to bring a return in your life. He says to the measure that you give, it's going to be measured back to you. So are you unforgiving and running your mouth about people in the in the in the background? Come on. Here's why you got to be careful. We got to be careful that we don't break this rule. We break this rule when we think the worst of others. Okay. We break this rule, y'all. Listen, we break this rule when we focus only on people's faults. It's, going, it's coming back to you. We break this rule when we judge an entire life based on the worst moments of that person. Look how y'all looking. We break this rule when we judge the hidden motives of others. You don't know. Oftentimes you break you judging people is really based on your own internal junk is what is what's called um, is what's called uh, uh, deflecting. That's really how I feel, but I'm putting it on you. Uh huh. We judge. Uh, listen, we break this uh, command when we judge others without considering ourselves in the same circumstance. Mm -hmm. We break this command when we judge others without being mindful that we are going to be judged. Press down, <laughs> shaking together. See, see, when you understand the word of God in context, you ain't gonna be so quick to quote stuff in a minute. Cause see, we, if you're a giver, press down, shaking together, running over. If you are a forgiver, press down, shaking together, running over. Yes, Lord, I can shout right here. If you give mercy, press down. Shake it together, running over. Look how y'all looking. If you forgive people, press down. It's coming back to you. But let me tell you something. To the same degree, if you don't love people, it's coming back to you. How's it coming back? Press down. Shake it together, running over. If you don't forgive people, how's it coming back? Press down. Shake it together. Not merciful? Come on, look how y'all looking. If you're judgmental, how's it coming back? Press down, shaking together, running over. What you got to understand is God is calling for us to have generosity. Not just with money. But yes, with money. And we got to open our perspective to understand that we have to be generous in loving people. Here is the un. It, I don't get it. It's a God thing. And some stuff you just learn to roll with and you don't question it. That you got to love your enemies. Lord. Why? Shoot. Because it's hard to love people who hate you. It is. It's hard. It's hard. Think about this. One of the hardest things that I had to do or am having to do in managing the currency of time is letting time do its part. And taking care of people who are bashing my name. God said, don't say nothing. My wife is PR. That's what she does. That's her world. She said, nope. You can't say nothing. Time will handle that. And Tim says, Tim, time without the E, says time is too, taking too long. <laughs> but God... Is saying let time have its course because those 
who are dishing a thing out generously still gonna have to hold that basket up and they got to come back he said that's why i'm telling my people in this time when global markets are hard pressures seem hard people's tempers are high and people's tolerance is low he says you pour out love pour out a non-judgmental approach to people pour out mercy pour out forgiveness and he says what you can count on along with money that if you give it generously it will come back to you pressed down shaken together running over in good measure will mend the quality of the return on your investment will be high Whew. let me tell you something I love what I do I love what I do and I love the feeling that when it's over it's the release that hey assignment complete y'all don't just get these currencies and if you ha haven't heard the whole series go get it don't just write this stuff down and not practice it this is currency that you use in your spiritual wallet that you pull out and you spend it lavishly faith lavishly worship lavishly be generous come on time caring for others generously your loyalty to God faithfulness toward God generously and now this generosity generously so I declare in Jesus name over you today the grace to dispense this generosity can we pray together Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you now for my brothers and sisters who have now partaken of your word in the series in whole. I pray that you give us the grace to use it, that you show us the moments to use it, that you cause us to be disciplined, give us temperance when we need it, cause us to pour lavishly when we need it. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you be our currency manager and tell us when to sow it. And I thank you now, according to your word, that the return will be great in Jesus name. Amen. Listen, if you need to make a decision today for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now is your opportunity. We're going to put some information in the chat for you. And this chat will give you opportunity to be able to to uh, get plugged into the Lord Jesus Christ. We got some people waiting. The way we do it here is that the information, that number that's on the screen, you're going to text that number and you're going to text the word new life that lets our team know that you want to give your life to Jesus. They'll respond to you, give you some instructions so they can connect with you and walk you through and pray with you, partner with you in giving your life to Jesus. Also, if you're here and you say, I want to be a part of Christ in the church and I want you to be my pastor, which I'd love to be your pastor. Same number, you're going to text the word CONNECT. That's a team on that end waiting for you too to give you the information on your next steps about becoming a pastor, a part of Christ Center Church. Listen, I want y'all to have a great week. All right, listen, I declare in Jesus' name that you are ambassadors of Christ. I declare in Jesus' name that you, everything your hands touch will prosper. Every place the soles of your feet shall tread upon you shall possess. I declare that you leave this platform to seek and to save that which is lost. Don't forget to share the message of Jesus 
to somebody who may not know or maybe they need to be reminded. Don't forget to do that. I declare that you're above only and not beneath the head and not the tail. I declare that on your job, favor waits for you. You are not the problem, but the solution to the problem. I declare money comes to you, but not just money, wisdom to handle the money that comes your way. Your home is established in peace. Your single life is whole, healthy, and satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ. Your marriage, whole, healthy, satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the blessing of the Lord be upon you. Wholeness, benefit, prosperity, and favor. May it be your portion both now and forever. Go in peace. The God of peace goes with you. Hey, I love y'all. Have an amazing week. I see y'all tomorrow night and Thursday night. Peace out. <laughs> You say you want to really get connected with believers and followers of Christ. Well, it's really simple. Just go to our Christ Center Church Facebook page. Go to the More tab and click Groups. From there, you'll see the Christ Center Nation group and click Join. Finding your tribe has never been so easy when you join Christ Center Nation today. Oh,